Filmmaker Commentary, episode 54. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we give you insights from our favorite filmmaking commentaries. These commentaries can be heard on your DVD and Blu-rays of your favorite movies. We'll show you how you can use these commentaries and apply them to improve your video production and filmmaking techniques. All of this here on Filmmaker Commentary. I'm your host, Reginald Titus Jr. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I'm joined with... Casey G. Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. And today we are going to talk about Captain America Civil War, directed by the Russo Brothers, 2016. We have a budget of $250 million. Dang, 250 250 That's a budget for a country. Well, when you bring in those, that uh, RDJ. Yeah. Him in a Captain America film and all the actors. You do. And a whole lot of CG. Yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna push it up, and even like you know you bring in doing that giant man scene, yeah, yeah that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna skyrocket that yeah, budget. True. Um, Very so, convincing too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh man. Opening weekend of one hundred and seventy nine million one hundred thirty nine dollars. One hundred and seventy nine million one hundred thirty nine thousand one hundred forty two dollars. Okay. Uh, gross domestic was four hundred eight million, and that led to a worldwide total of one billion. One hundred and fifty-three million two hundred ninety-six thousand two hundred ninety-three dollar 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 bills, y'all. That's a win. Yeah, that is a <laughs> win. Yeah, big big numbers. But um, uh, before we go further into Captain America: Civil War, let's talk about news and movies watched. News and movies watched. Um, in news, we had uh, this weekend, Dumbo falls short of expectation. Uh, even though it led the weekend, it had about 45 million bucks for the weekend, had a budget of 170 million. Dumbo came out this weekend? It came out this weekend. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> I guess I'm not the only one who didn't know it was yeah. coming out this weekend. Exactly. But the movie you, the <laughs> the movie Us... Crosses a hundred million in its second weekend at one hundred and seventy-four million globally. That had a twenty million dollar budget. Man, that is that's a win. Yeah, winning. Yes, yes, indeed. And speaking of us, um, we watched us. Me and my wife, we watched us on the first weekend it came out. We watched it Sunday morning. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, because that was the only time we could like get anybody to watch our kids. So we had somebody come up to the house and uh, watch the children. And we went out to watch Debauchery. And <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend this film if you're, you know, into thrillers, horror, all that good stuff. Uh, especially if you're a fan of Jordan Peele, you know, from talking about from Get Out to this one. It's quite different from uh, Get Out, but uh, touching a little bit on some of the same themes. But uh, I would definitely recommend it. I wanted to talk it, about it. The huh? fact that you've seen it twice. I know how No, no, no I haven't seen it twice. I wanted to see it twice. Ah. Yeah. So we, I was like, we, it's a, without spoiling it, have you, have you heard anything on the internet about this movie? I've been trying to avoid. Okay. I've been trying to avoid because I, I, love, I love being surprised okay. by the films themselves. This requires watching the movie twice. That's all I can say. I love that. I love that even more so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it is like recommended. <laughs> so that, that's part of the reason. All right. You know, back in the past, you watch movies twice just because you like the movie, but this actually requires you like, let's go back. Find those those Easter eggs. Yes. Outside of that film, 
we watch New Jack City, directed by Mario Van Peebles. Classic. It is a classic. So that that was a good one. Anyhow, that was one of the movies from the '90s, and uh, man, I was surprised on just how well done it was. Mm. It like still holds up. I can't wait, man. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to check it out again. Yeah. Uh, on my end, I, I, again, as we discussed, I had a pretty uh, crazy and productive week, but I've been checking out some some small pieces of of media. I've been on on watching Doom Patrol each mm-hmm. each Friday. A new episode drops on the, the the DC Universe app. Been enjoying that. That show is just so out there, different from like any other superhero. It's it's tough to even call it a superhero film. It is a comic book character show. I'll put it that way because this this these this group of misfits. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, hard to true. call them superheroes. They're they're just super strange and it's quirky and it's it's well done and well shot and it's fun. Also, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is called all Friday time? Night Lights. Yeah, oh. Friday Night Lights, the football one. Yeah, I love Friday Night Lights, and I've been waiting for it to come back streaming, and it's mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. It's 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 streaming there, so I have started rewatching Friday Night Lights. I'm I, I finished. The, I'm on, I'm on season two. How many uh, seasons Friday Night Lights? Five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's and it still it still works, man. It's still it's still good. But it's man, it's 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 dated from the standpoint of all the flip phones that you see. Because even <laughs> even when I watched it, I was I was late to the game the first time through. But I'm I'm loving that. Uh, also, I recently came across on iTunes um, a a Marvel. It's like a it's not a podcast, but it is a like an audio book. It's an audio series. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Wolverine. The Lost Trail. It's sounds cool. I, it. It is man, because I, I like I like audiobooks, mm-hmm. especially if they deal with some kind of adventure or action. And this is super fascinating because it's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like it, I'm I'm three or four chapters in, and you barely people are talking about Logan, what he's doing in this town, and there's mystery and intrigue and. Yeah, of course you got all the sound effects going on and everything like that. Okay. Uh, It comes across a little bit, um, slightly too much like you are actually reading a book, which again, it's it's like an audio book. But some of the way that people describe things is like overly descriptive, but what you would expect when you're reading a book to have that many adjectives Mm. and being that detailed. But in real life, people seeing something aren't going to be that descriptive. But yeah. Yeah. But it's it's still, it's it's quite enjoyable. So I've I've been digging that. Also, I didn't I didn't tell you this, but I actually uh, through Masterclass, I've been watching the uh, the Will uh, Will Wright Masterclass on game design. Ah. Yeah, I'm about I'm on like number nineteen out of like twenty one. What? Been been going through that. I started that on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Saturday. I just had it had it just playing through my phone and my earbuds. Been just kind of burning through burning through that, and it's been. It's been pretty interesting, pretty fascinating mm-hmm. and insightful. That guy, he he made games like like Spores, mm-hmm. the Sim City games. Those are his his uh, brainchild. He's very he's very analytical, and uh-huh. he loves learning about different systems and figuring out how to bring those into a a way of gameplay. He's talking about prototyping and mm-hmm. uh, talking about agency, and it's, just, it's 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 pretty good, pretty pretty good. And then one correction I wanted to make from last week. Yes, uh, I mentioned that I had seen. The movie Triple Threat. Yes. That was a mistake. I actually had saw the movie Triple Frontier, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix. Uh, Triple Threat should be coming out in theaters pretty soon if it's not out already. Okay. At the time of this recording. There you go. Thank you. Is that pretty much it? Any trailers or anything like that that's come out? I know there was an updated Avengers trailer, right? Or did we already talk about that? 
As far as the like, people have been the saying one from like two weeks ago. Yeah, or a like, week ago. Yeah, we the saw that. I heard there was maybe another one, but I'm I'm, I'm at this point. I'm like, I don't need to see. I don't need to watch any more trailers or anything. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm good. When I was getting uh, uh, the movie, I was renting New Jack City and all these other films. I was at Family Video, and Aquaman was up playing everywhere. And I'm just listening to the dialogue. I'm like, no. <laughs> it was a scene where the um, the guy in the suit with the bug costume and the red eyes. Black Manta. I need to see some blood. And then like they're just going back and forth. I'm like, it looks good though. Like the the sequence looks good. Like let, visually, yeah. Let me not. You know, it's like just don't talk. Like it's just, <laughs> like the sequence we, looks great. And can we then, mute this? Yeah. Can we just mute it? Just hear the sound effects. But yeah, while I was checking out, and I asked the lady that it was, it was a young lady. She was probably like twenty ish, and I was like, "Hey, is this is Aquaman really good?" She's like, <sighs> she like took a sigh. <laughs> it's good, but I'm not in the DC. I'm no. just, you know what I'm saying? She well, was just like, you know. Huge. And that's really fascinating because this, that film is a departure of, of what DC had been doing as far as in their cinematic I think she was universe. just being nice. I think she was like making sure that she's, I think she's kind of biased. I mean, not biased, but you know, she still has to sell. She can't like probably give a real opinion. Sure. <laughs> she still has got to sell this movie. You got it playing in every freaking monitor. So yeah, that's true. I was like, all right, I can kind of read behind the line. In between the lines, but I don't I, know. A lot of people I know who saw it really, really dug it. Uh, I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, I think it's worth checking out. Okay. If, it's if, worth checking you, out. If, if you get a chance, visually, I think, I think, I think your kids will. will if you're gonna watch it with the kids, the kids will dig it a They'll lot. Dig it, okay. But visually, I'm, 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 I'm gonna check it's, it out. It's popping. I'm checking. I'll just give it. I was hating a little bit. That's all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I was thinking about, I seen it all on the uh, on the side of the, you know, it was like a hundred copies. I'm like, do I want to get this this week? And then I see it playing. I'm like, <laughs> the dialogue. The, the, the dialogue. Yeah. So anyhow, shout out to James Wan. Um, Uh, but that's it. But anyhow, she was like, "I am waiting for the Marvel movie. That's what I'm waiting on." She said, "I don't need to see no trailers. Just I'm ready." That's what she was. Like. That's, that's why, man. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are are. The, it's fun to speculate, right? And this is the like I've never seen speculation like this for a film because of, there's just so many possibilities. I mean, literally, when you are dealing with something like a quantum realm or something that dealt with an infinity gauntlet, yeah. There are infinite possibilities. Yeah. So people are thinking and wondering. So, hey, I'm just, I am just ready. Couple more weeks as of the recording of this podcast. There you go. All right. So let's jump back into the show. Thanks for tuning in, Filmmaker Commentary. We are talking about Captain America Civil War, directed by the Russo Brothers, 2016. And let's jump into the synopsis. In the wake of collateral damage, government pressure to rein in the Avengers drives a deep wedge between Captain America and Iron Man, causing a catastrophic rift that turns the two friends into bitter enemies. Against a backdrop of divided loyalties, their fellow Avengers must deal with the fallout. Pick a side in the spectacular adventure. Captain America Civil War. I'll try not to like read off the 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 sales copy stuff. Like, yeah, no, that was good. I, yeah. I, I, I liked how you you worked worked through that and, and left out what was again more sales pitch wise. Yeah, so that, no, that, that was that was a good synopsis. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, that was a good I had to synopsis. Chop it down a little bit. Yeah, how did you watch this film? 
bring us how'd you watch it this time around did you, i'm assuming you went to the theater oh you know i did <laughs> so resident nerd here mm-hmm. uh, first off if this is your first time listening to filmmaker commentary please know that there will be spoilers you've been forewarned uh as I've mentioned many a time before, Captain America is my absolute favorite of all heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cap's my guy ever since I was literally a little kid, three or four years old. So, yeah, any of his films, I'm in the theater. And after, especially coming off of uh, Winter Soldier, just how incredible that was. And, again, being a fan of the comic books and knowing that when you say the term Civil War, from a comic book standpoint, that was big. When they announced they were doing Captain America Civil War... Instantly, I knew that meant heroes were going to be fighting each other. Yeah, I knew that meant that that lines were going to be divided, and I also knew that meant specifically Captain America and Iron Man were going to come to a head. Now that was slightly foreshadowed in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, heck, it was foreshadowed in the first Avengers. Like Cap and Iron Man have some ideological differences. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, True. time uh, and age differences <laughs> yeah, big uh, as yeah. well, philosophical differences to the core. But they both want to do what they believe is right in their hearts. So definitely saw this in the theater a couple times, uh, at least twice. I saw it in the theaters. And then I can't tell you how many times I've watched it on on Netflix when it was streaming there. I adore this film. Um, not only, again, is Cap doing his thing, but they introduce the Black Panther yeah. Who's also in my top five favorite heroes of all time. Yep. You introduced me to him, to the Black Panther, before watching Black Panther. And I'm like, yeah. In Marvel Universe, he's, yeah, top three. Yeah, For man. sure. So it was it was great. And, and, again, this film was big because Marvel Disney pulled off one of the biggest, one of the biggest surprises uh, the fact that they got Spider-Man into this film. That's true. Marvel slash Disney does not own, they don't own the movie rights to Spider-Man. Yeah. They sold it off to Sony decades ago. Mm-hmm. Hence why Sony has been making the Spider-Man So films. many movies angry about that. Like there's so many, and they're all good in their own way. Sure. Um, but I, like why? Like you know, I understand it's for money, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all trying to make money? What y'all trying to do <laughs> over y'all here? Y'all trying to make money? This is... <laughs> I've seen the story. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so they've had those rights and people for a long time were wondering, oh, could Disney ever buy the rights back from Sony? Right. But Sony makes money off these rights. Now, they Sony had hit a rough patch yeah. during this time. They'd hit a rough patch. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 did not make anywhere near the amount of money they expected. It made it, I think, like 600 That's what the Garfield. Some mil. Yeah, right. Andrew Garfield, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was, it did not do what they, they expected. They had really high expectations for that film. Didn't hit, and they, they discontinued the series. I thought Andrew Garfield kind of got shafted, but that's just my opinion. So... He did a good job. It was just like, it was too much. I, I guess so. I mean, the, the, the second one, yeah, it just didn't quite come together as you, mm-hmm. as you would hope. They did the whole Gwen Stacy thing. No, sorry, I'm going to get deep into spoilers on that. But yeah. the fact that, that when they wrote this script, when Marcus and McFeely wrote this script, that they said they wanted to bring Spider-Man in. And then we got the trailer and Spider-Man showed up in the trailer. I was like, are you kidding me? We got Spider-Man in an MCU film. Nobody thought they saw that, mm-hmm. that that would ever happen. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so that kind of partnership 
really sets this film apart and sets in motion Spider-Man being a part of the MCU. Dude, and a young Spider-Man. That's the one thing that we didn't... I mean, truly, a young actor playing a, a a believable teenage Peter Parker. Um, but yet for like these times, that was great. So yeah, this time I rewatched it yet again. No qualms with that. Uh, <laughs> know the movie well. Yeah. So yeah. How about you, man? I don't even remember if I seen it at the theater. Did I go with you to watch this at the theater? I know we saw the Age of Ultron. What year did that come out? Uh, Age of Ultron would have been, I want to say it would have been 2016 also. Really? I'll, I'll let me verify. Get that money, Marvel. Like, I lose track, man. Like, it's at the point now that, like, it's all merging. Oh, 2015. Oh, I'm mistaken. 2015. Uh, was it Age of Ultron? Yeah. And then after that was Civil War. Yeah, Civil War came out uh, May 6th. So, I know. I remember watching Age of Ultron with you. That's why I, I would assume I, I might have watched it with you guys. I just can't remember. I can't remember. It's like that. That was, like, back to back. That was pretty quick. But um, I, mean, I know I seen that theater. I just don't remember like where <laughs> who I was with. But I assumed it was with uh, you and your guys for at least one or two of these films for sure. Age of Ultron and maybe this one as well. I know we did. De- I know you came with us when we when we did Deadpool. I know you were That's there for that. That's yeah, what it was. Deadpool. Okay. I think you may have gone with the missus to see this one. I think I think she may have been with you. Probably it was in a theater. Um, this is also one where I had to revisit when it was on Netflix and, you know, check now. It's like, man, this is, it's a lot going on in this film. Yes. It's almost like almost overwhelming because there's so much, too many storylines kind of going on. Like you were saying earlier, you have to see the other films to even grasp everything that's kind of happening. Or it's just an action flick, which I, you know, I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know the story. They, these action sequences are awesome. I'll talk about that later. Uh, but anyhow, uh, this time around, um, went into the to family video, just rented it and watched it with the kid. We watched Black Panther Saturday night and then we watched this this morning and you know, followed up with the commentary. Hey, hey, hey. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, so that's how I... What did you think about the commentary in general? I like uh, the Russos and Marcus and McFeely talking about the creative process yeah. of how they come up with these ideas and what they're, and what they're dealing with. Again, I know they're not going deep into different kinds of shots, but they are, I do like the aspects of, of production that they talk yeah. about. So uh, I thought, yeah, I, I, I dig their commentaries uh, yeah. between the four. I think they're giving some really good insight and giving credit to other departments and, and different actors and, yeah, and even kind of laying some seeds for kind of what's coming down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I dug it. I thought it was very insightful. How yeah, about likewise. you? Likewise, I think it was informative. Uh, sometimes it feels crowded, and I can't tell the difference between the voices. Like, who's talking? And this is the writer. Like, they're not really introduced. Like, oh, this is so and so. It's so much is going on that you ain't really got time for all that. Yeah. Uh, I really wish that they would separate the writers from the director, just so you can get the writer's perspective throughout the whole film, and get the director's perspective from the host, because it's totally different, you know, mm. on how they develop the story. But um, either way, it's still informative. So gotcha. I can appreciate it, but I do want more technical stuff. Um, that I didn't get the special edition, so I didn't see like the behind the scenes stuff. So I just primarily just watched the com- uh, listen to the commentary. Sure. Yeah, this one I think if you if you end up uh, wanting to purchase this the the Blu-ray, uh, the collector's edition, loads of special features, um, a nice breakdown like a, a multi-part featurette uh, where they're interviewing multiple members of, of the cast and, and people get a chance to talk about kind of where their characters are at and where they're coming from and some of the directors mm-hmm. are in it. Uh, Feige shows up in a little bit of it. 
Um, there's also a, a nice featurette on, on Captain America and his road to Civil War as well as, as, well as Iron Man. Uh, just kind of getting into, into some of the, the psychology and kind of where their headspace is at. And as I mentioned before, with this particular um, MCU film, it really does, uh, it leans heavily on what, what has come before. And it ties in so many plot points, which again, I love. It's, it's like you feel like you're, you're really being rewarded for having uh, invested time or paying, paid attention to those other films because there's a lot of those characters that they bring back mm-hmm. like uh, General Thunderbolt Ross coming back from the Hulk I thought that was brilliant how they used him that was a, that was a surprise I was like yeah that's Thunderbolt because the Incredible Hulk is like the forgotten MCU film like nobody talks about Norton. it yeah, yeah nobody talks about it and so it, it almost yeah. makes it seem like it's not canon but that's it what, is yeah it is but yeah, it, because why, already, why is it why do they not kind of recognize that i think partially because of that switch. i think i think i think by and large because that switch over from edward norton it's just okay. he's 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 like the only character who had his own film and was recast i mean obviously you had um uh, terrence howard recast in iron man but he you know iron man's not his film you know terrence howard got replaced with don Cheadle as as, as roadie totally and war machine yeah kind of see and so see it's not that that you know that noticeable but with incredible <laughs> hulk that's its own standalone <laughs> film <laughs> but I expected better for you, Reggie. Oh man! <laughs> but RDJ shows up at the end of Incredible Hulk, and that's where he, he's telling him he's he's you know, you know, telling Thunderbolt Ross he's assembling a team. So he kind of drops that seed there. So to see Thunderbolt Ross show up in this, uh, this is one of those many surprises. That's mm-hmm. a, that calls back to Hulk. It's almost every MCU film, uh, maybe with the exception of maybe some of the Thors. Like this right. film is referencing. Somehow it's it's referencing it and, and, and bringing it like plot Avengers point. Film. Like I was like, hey, where's Thor? Where's that? People often call it Avengers like two point five. Some some like. have referred to it like that. I still feel it's a Captain America film. There's enough stuff where it's his film, even though you get some behind the scenes things with Iron Man, but mm-hmm. that's used to show his emotional vulnerability mm-hmm. in this particular film, which man, it kind of makes sense. It, it doesn't seem too he doesn't seem too out of character. And at the end of the film, it makes you question, you know, whose side would you take? Whose side would you take, Reginald? Tony Stark. Ah. You gonna hide the secret? Did you did this fool, your friend, killed my parents? You kidding me? No, fam. Uh okay. So you're <laughs> talking about that 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 yeah. that big piece at the at the end. That's a big piece. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and you that, knew about it this whole time, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's huge. Yeah. So the question, yeah, the question is like when do you when do you drop that? You know? Like when do you drop uh, when that? when Thanos comes? That's when you dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not not like like let it go. I mean, oh. like when do you when do you let oh, that person as Captain know? American? Yeah, like when do you I specifically don't... like break that to them? Like, hey, look, found this file, and you know this who used to be so and so he killed your parents. Like, like when is the time to to break that? that when you when you've also just discovered that your long lost friend is alive because this is well i mean you know what he's selling this for a while because age of ultron takes place after cap civil war and that's that's like years so Um, yeah yeah um, i'll I'll, I'll give you i'll give you i'll agree with you that he shouldn't have said on it that long that's years that's terrible that's years that he said on this i mean yeah because he had that file he had the file it will be sooner it will be sooner it's captain america yeah, but he, you know, he actually does regret. It. It's one of the few times where he actually holds back information. 
it's it's twofold. He was he was trying to protect Tony. I think he was also trying to protect Bucky. He was being too Captain America. His emotions got in the way at the end of the day, and uh, yeah. clouded his judgment. And that happens to all the characters in here. <laughs> so, but this just so just just so happens to be, you know, this is big. This is a big secret. Yeah. And it comes at at, at the at the end just right. Stark is emotionally at the actual edge. Yeah, he is at the edge. It, everything that's happened, and you know, he just lost his girl. You know, you bringing up old memories from his mom and dad. Yeah, this is not. Yeah, it's the most volatile he's gonna be. Yeah, and he's just come most to, vulnerable too. Yeah, and he's just come back to like, hey, you know what? I made a mistake. You know, I'm here to help. Here to help you guys. And wait, what? So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm to side with Tony Stark on that one. Even though Captain America, I think he has. Usually, he has the right choice. Usually. Yeah, um, but, he's a, he's like the moral the moral backbone. Yeah, but not not today. <laughs> I I side with Cap on the Sokovia Accords. I side with Captain America. Uh, yeah, I agree on that um, one. I think I I think that you make I think you go in and meet and make amendments, and then potentially sign. Uh, I don't think you give total control to the UN. I think you you allow them to call upon you. Um, I mean, that's the whole reason why the whole Superman-Batman thing jumped off. Yeah. You know, it's, Superman's doing so much damage, killing, you know, collateral damage, people getting murked. <laughs> you know, that causes Batman to turn into what he turned into. Yeah. And and that's a trope that's been in comics for a long time. Right. What, what happens when the government says, okay, all these vigilantes running around, you're causing collateral damage. People are, are dying. You're trying to do good, but there's a toll to that, and we need to... Try and regulate that. Which, again, in a real world scenario, I'd be all for that. You know, I don't really want vigilantes running around. It's what superpowers? Weird. Oh, superpowers? Heck, no. Superman. Yeah, that's scary. Again, fantasy wise, when I'm watching on TV, play it in a game, watch an anime feature. <laughs> hey, really cool. Yeah. Real life. Wow. Scary. Wait a minute. It's an alien. Wait a minute. Superpower. I mean, because power is can be scary. I agree with both. You know, in regards to the politics. Outside with Captain America, in regards to just your personal friendship and all that, you no, that's no, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Good day, sir. Yeah. Good we could have like skipped a whole movie if you would have just revealed that information, but we got to make this money, so it's got a secret. <laughs> but I, I, I like that they waited to the end to reveal it. It makes for great conflict at the end. Great conflict. You think everything's patched up, and it's like actually, like oh. Yeah, that was some good writing because you have that at the beginning where you think it's just about the little blue packs. Anyhow, we'll get into all of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> themes. What are some themes? Oh, I got a couple of them. Okay. Um, so th- I think there's a. This maybe more. My might more of a tip, but yeah, that's more of a tip. I'll come back to that one. So my first theme is the the cost of collateral damage, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the Avengers are being held accountable for the collateral damage, and when when Ross shows those videos, you're like, ooh. <laughs> There's no in the monta- It's case. a montage of people yeah. dying because of them. Destruction. Then the close-up shot of a young lady just like in front of the camera, like, ooh, this, ba- this, this like, is bad. Ooh. Yeah. And, and, but, but you can say, okay, if they didn't step up, then everything, the planet would have been destroyed. If they didn't stop the Shatari invasion, everybody's done. There is nobody to save. And so, but. But you, when the but whole world you know, does not know that. You know, all they see is buildings falling down. But why don't you show footage of them stopping the the bad guys? They just show the worst parts of. Oh, this is all the aftermath. Politics. Well, yeah. Now, Age of Ultron. That was, you know, that that's that's on Tony and Bruce for making Ultron. That's something that they did that went out of control. True. Hydra. 
Again, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. got corrupted and Captain America and his crew, they were trying to stop it. Now, maybe they should not have the, the guns shoot the ships down over that area. But that was a that was an area that were their people. There weren't civilians there, per se. It was all just government personnel. So I don't I don't think any people died, but who knows? Um, yeah. So anyway, cost collateral damage. Strength inviting challenge. Vision Vision says that, and I thought it was so uh, poignant. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, our mere strength invites challenge. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he was breaking it down. Oh, Vision. You're a smart you're the a Falcon smart was like, this will clear things up. Or, oh, that wasn't at that particular Was it at that time when you said this? It, it, it was because, yeah. yeah, he starts breaking that down, and that's when War Machine goes, boom. <laughs> <laughs> And but it's but it, it it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the same argument has been made with other other characters. It's made with Batman all the time. Yeah. Batman existing brings out the the other you know mentally insane people to come forth and take on different personas to combat mm. the, the 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 fear factor that he brings. The Avengers existing individually, but then also collectively invites to a degree. Potentially challenged. Okay. He said it's ramped up exponentially because now other backers are like, okay, how can we be stronger to to face them? So Yeah, that's a good theme. That's a situation where the character is actually telling you what the theme is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, safety versus freedom, mm-hmm. which again, in the original Civil War comic book, that's, that really is the crux of mm-hmm. that whole that whole series where Iron Man and, and Cap you know, switch... Switch what you would think are their, their traditional roles. A lot of people assume, oh, Captain America, he's the soldier, he's for the government, he's for, you know, order. And Iron Man, he is the, he's the rogue, he's the, you know, the, the playboy entrepreneur, I'm going to do things my way, I'm the war profiteer. Mm-hmm. But then now they've gone to these, these totally opposite paths. Cap doesn't want to give up control to, to any organization with any agenda. Tony is feeling the burden of his of his many mistakes yep. and says, you know what? We need to be put into check. Family torn apart. Obviously, that's clear um, throughout this, this film is what it's about as well. Changing sides of, of power structures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it fascinating that Black Widow sits right in between this and she's the one that changes sides. She's coming from a world of espionage and spying. And has recently come to a place at the end of, of, of Cap Winter Soldier where she's come out front and been more honest than she ever has in her whole life. Yeah. And she's like this voice of trying to be this voice of reason because she can see both sides um, and actually in the midst changes, changes sides, which is fascinating. And then I say morality versus narcissism, specifically when we look at Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, he often is caught in the middle of the two where he wants to do what's right, but his his ego often takes him to do something else and it often is a bad thing um you know is it is it is it a good idea at the end of iron man one for him to reveal to the world that he's iron man or should he he could should he have just kept that secret is it a good idea for him to have taken the 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 mind stone uh, after they you know discover it in 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 age of ultron and try to to change it and alter it and, and, and make something else out of it and, and make you know, make Ultron. Clearly, no, not a good idea. Um, but like time and time again, you know, is it is it a good idea to have these Sokovia Accords signed to push that on the on the team and and not really give enough time to talk it through? Not to say, hey, we need more time to try to force that on everybody. Saying, oh, this is what we're going to do. Probably not. And so they even mentioned that 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 scene at the airport. 
It's like he maybe could have tried to talk it out some more, but he mm-hmm. kind of wanted to win that fight. And so yeah. he's got Vision guarding Scarlet Witch, not allowing her to leave the compound. Right. Like, what? We got martial law going on yeah. now? So those are the themes that I had. Crazy. I just had two. Accountability, which you talked about, and regret. That is it. And, yeah, you pretty much summed that up pretty well. Trivia. I didn't have that much trivia, even though there was a lot. Uh, the <laughs> Uh, if you want to, hey, get the special features on the Blu-ray because there is a lot going on here with the trivia. But uh, one thing that I did find interesting is that one bullet point was uh, when, with the Black Panther outfit, every frame they painted oh, in. Man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> on specific sequences. And I think they were talking specifically about the highway chase when he was running. And they said every time you see it, the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie? The whole movie. Okay, that's where the budget went. Like yeah. you painting in every frame that every time it's on scene that that costume is is work. Yeah, looks good though. Yeah, it does. Huh. Yeah, billion man. And and oh man, and just the look of that costume. I mean, every every superhero's costume has had different looks throughout time, but That's the way they translated onto the screen, man. When yeah. I saw it, like how like superhero ish this guy was, I was like, "That's the new guy." That's yeah. the new guy. <laughs> and, 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 and the fact I love that they nailed T'Challa, that we see him in action first without the costume. When the, when the, when, when the Winter Soldier is in the facility and he's, he's breaking out after he's, he's, he's been kind of I brainwashed. I thought that was after we see him. Oh, you know, you're right. Because yeah. that's after they've been caught and brought to the facility. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, I'm sorry. But even seeing him out of costume and seeing yeah, he T'Challa still got go his, to work, still got he's his still moves. moving and yeah. jumping and, and doing his thing, even in his, in his, in his you know... Uh, expensive, uh, casual <laughs> tennis shoes. Right. He's still going to town and True. and and going to, up against Winter Soldier, which again it can't be understood. He is he has a, a form of the Super Soldier serum inside him mm-hmm. and can do a lot of the amazing things that Cap can do and has a bionic arm. And and Panther's going against him with no suit, you know, no suit, no shield. He got the vibrating ring on, and then of course we know that he eats the plant. The herbs, the special herbs ingested, go. yes. Um, but it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, yes, other trivia I had it was that uh, uh, in the opening scene uh, when we finally when we first see Tony in the movie and he's he's in that flashback with his parents. Yes, uh, not the flashback, but the 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 visual um, technology he's using to relive the memory. Uh, the fact that uh, Hope Daniels, who was playing his mother, is literally only a year older. Then uh, they're only a year apart in age, okay. uh, and yet she's playing his his mom. And of course, he's he's been de-aged through technology. I thought that was interesting. Well done job, too. Um, the main villain in this film, uh, Baron Zemo, uh, in the comic books, he is his look, his classic look, is is a masked. He is a masked villain that n- like never takes his mask off because he's 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 scarred and, and deformed in his face, uh, and the fact that in this movie. He never once wears a mask or or a helmet. His father, a guy named Helmet Zemo, Captain America fought back in the in the in the original like World War II. Like there were arch enemies, and you know, so his son has is a longtime enemy of Captain America. The fact that they made him a, a different kind of guy uh, is fascinating. Um, and again, no mask. But that was interesting. But also, I think it's interesting that he is to me, next to Thanos, he is the most um, successful villain in the MCU. He set out and accomplished exactly what he wanted to without throwing a single punch or having a punch even thrown at him. Like, it wasn't physical. 
sheerly psychological and succeeded. Um, I thought it was also interesting that the uh, the elite kill squad Mm -hmm. that uh, he was he was pursuing for reasons different from what we thought Mm -hmm. uh, that the stunt doubles in the film actually played the elite kill squad. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And um, they said there were roughly about twenty six hundred visual effects used in Winter Soldier and roughly about the same in this movie. Uh, they said the great thing about special effects and the kind of double, the double-sided sword is that, kind of like with David Fincher films, sometimes we don't always realize that they're visual effects. So some of the subtle things or the environments that are created, like when you talk yeah. about Lagos, that you know they didn't they shot that in in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and uh, but it looks like they're in another country. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Black Panther's costume and giant man for crying out loud yeah, that was convincing yeah spider-man's costume you see the behind the scenes features when you see what they're actually wearing like the bits and pieces and then the and the, the green dots that are on them to have fill in later on it's in the eyes uh, it's, oh yeah because it's, it's like squinting and yeah, yeah it's pr- pretty amazing so yeah that's that's the trivia i had haha quotes you want to kick it off kick it off okay uh quotes i got a couple of them but um this one is so you like cats. <laughs> and then Captain America, that's Falcon saying that. Mm-hmm. Captain America's like, Sam. He's like, what? Dude shows up dressed like a cat. You don't want to know more? <laughs> so as a whole, Falcon had the best one-liners <laughs> yeah. throughout the film. He was just like crushing it. with. I've got, I've got, I've got two uh, by Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, when he and Cap are, are, are in the bar, and he's like, you know, you sure about this? When people start shooting at you, they usually start shooting at me. Yeah. Um, when uh, he and Winter Soldier, or him and Bucky are in the little small uh, in the car, uh, he's like, can you move your seat up? No. <laughs> <laughs> their, their relationship, man, uh, later on in the film, when, when they're fighting Spider-Man and, he, and they both get webbed to the ground and he gets Red Wing to attach to Spider-Man and pull him out of the building. Yeah. And Winter Soldier's like, you couldn't have done that earlier? And he's like, Falcon's like, I hate you. <laughs> Just, man, nailing it. Um, of course, Cap's classic line. At the end of the, end of the, end of the film against Iron Man, after Iron Man's assessed his fighting ability and, and assimilated and adjusted, and Cap's like, gets up after taking a beating, I can do this all day. Great callback to, yeah. to First Avenger, man. Great callback. One last one I had is, um, it's a scene where Falcon, Captain America, they're all in trouble. But they're not officially like in jail, and uh, they've taken all their you know their weapons and stuff away from them. <laughs> and then uh, Captain America's, I'm not getting that shield back, am I? And then uh, Widow, Black Widow's like, technically it's the government. And then she looks at Falcon, wings too. And then he said, that's cold. And then uh, Tony Stark's warmer than jail. Yeah, yeah, throws it out there. <laughs> I was like, man, they the writers they killed it. They killed yeah, it. Yeah. Or, or even later on when they when they get their receipts, you know, for their stuff that's been put away. And he's like, bird costume. <laughs> Falcon's all offended. Bird costume. Uh, <laughs> um, I also have um, when, at, during the airport scene when 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 uh, Hawkeye and Black Panther get set to square off. And he's like, hi, I'm Clint. And Black Panther's like, I do not care. Yeah. <laughs> Panther is so about yeah. his business yes. and not for quips. Nope. It just speaks to that that total difference in mindset. I do not care. <laughs> uh, they are straight to the point. Move or uh, I'll move you. As fascinating as that would be. Man, yeah. Um, 
So the, the, the line that kind of really was a great lead in uh, in the advertisement and trailers for the film, uh, Captain America saying to, to Iron Man, he's my friend. And then the close up of, of Tony, you know, inside the, 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 the helmet and the interface saying, so was I. Like, man, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's one line, one quote from the film that, I, again, has not been addressed yet. Really? When Black Widow in uh, Winter Soldier, uh, when he when he's breaking out of the facility and he's going through everybody, he, he you know power bombs Agent Thirteen through a table and and Black Widow jumps on top of him and is doing her elbow strikes and he and he's not he, working. And yeah, and she, she he drops her on the table and, and she says to him, you know, do you at least recognize me? Yeah. She says that line. What does that mean? That has not been addressed since. Now we know that he shot her at some point when she's trying to you know. Get get a get somebody out of some place back during. She mentions the cat during Winter Soldier, and she says, "You know, bye bye bikinis." So they've had an interaction <laughs> right. in the past, but it she doesn't make any mention there that it was any kind of fam- familiar relationship. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: in the comic books, Winter Soldier actually helps train Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Like he's brought out of uh, being frozen, and he actually helps train Black Widow. And they actually had had a relationship, mm-hmm. and then you know they put him back under, and then she was sent away. So they're kind of hinting to me; they're kind of hinting that they had more of a of a relationship, okay. but it hasn't been revisited yeah, since that line. But when I first heard it, I was like, "Yo, is that it? That's a nod to the comics." In but, the movie, I can't remember, but um, in this movie. Uh, is he interacting with um, Black Widow as Bucky and not as this crazy guy before he gets re-triggered? In that moment, he's just straight winner. Soldier. No, not in the moment, but before you know he gets triggered by the guy with the red notebook. Um, is he interacting with Scarlet at all? Mm-mm. At all? Not, nope. No. Really? He has no interaction with her um, aside from in in uh, in Winter Soldier when he's shooting at her. No. So, the, so in this but, whole, I came. I thought they had some kind of interaction. Nope, nothing. That doesn't make sense. Then. Nope, they fight. They even on the battlefield uh, in the airport scene, they don't really, they don't, don't, they don't interact except except for her allowing them to escape. Now that's also curious. Yeah, you know, is that not just for Steve's sake, but also that's is it what because I'm maybe partial relationship with what? Yeah, so there had was something. Him? There was something going on. So that I assumed it was from earlier, and so maybe that was the only time that I. Any kind of interaction. The only time they interact is again when he's breaking out of the facility and he's still partially brainwashed. Yeah. And then when Cap and Bucky make it right through the the falling debris, and she from lets him get away by holding Black Panther back. Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. So I just thought that she was referring to he's so far gone. It's like, dude, do you like remember? you know, remember what happened earlier? In this yeah, that movie? that conversation doesn't have enough context. Yeah. Context, unless it's based upon. A, a further back, a further back history, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, where he's not shooting at her. So yeah, there's something there, but okay. who knows if it'll get, if it'll get flushed out. Um, again, I had that move or be moved that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, oh man, during the airport scene when uh, <laughs> when uh, when Ant Man turns into Giant Man, yeah, you know, and uh, woman, she's like, okay, tiny dude, tiny dude's big now, tiny dude's big now. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then Iron Man says, "Anybody else have any shocking or fantastical powers that they want to disclose?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, that slays me every time, man. I love that. I love that. Just these guys being taken off guard, like, what is happening right now? Oh man, yes, 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 yes. Good stuff. Um, favorite scenes? Yeah, let's tone it down. <laughs> 
there's i mean the whole movie but no um I have a few but i can say for me just like the they have this is like the best action sequences man they shit. feel real mm-hmm. so i can i can just kind of lead off with that yeah from from an action movie standpoint i don't as much as I love uh, Avengers Infinity War, these action scenes, I'll I tell you what, the to me, the scene with Cap and Bucky, when, when Cap goes to rescue Bucky out of his apartment, mm-hmm. that action scene, man, is is incredible to me, man. I don't think it, I don't think it gets enough love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it unfolds and just like, I mean, they're just wrecking shop through those Directed guys. Directed by the guys that did John Wick. Are they the... Second uh, unit, I believe. Uh, hey, I believe it, man, because they're just, I mean, it's just... It's brutal. So he, and the, and, the, and the, these two super soldiers are just those those other soldiers are no match for these guys. And the fact that Cap's trying to save these people, you know, catching guys they're almost gonna fall to their death. And in one hand, uh, he's like, "Come on, man!" You know, grab that guy's walkie-talkie, just crushes it in his hand. Yeah, I'm like, you guys don't stand a chance against these dudes. <laughs> yeah, like, just like I quit. Like literally, he's he said when he left when Black Widow was trying to stop him. You know, Steve, you can't punch your way out of this. You know, and he's like, I should be the one to bring him in. You know, because I had I have the least you know the least chance of being killed. Right. If he hadn't been there, those guys would have been slaughtered. True. They would have been slaughtered by by the Winter Soldier. Um, I like the way that the heroes make appearances in the film. So yeah. let's see if I can break this down. Um, you have Falcon, like when the movie starts, like just a couple minutes in. Yeah, you have Falcon just like just nose diving off of the end of the building like it's a beautiful like sequence he dives off the bound swoops down grabs captain america and then he just throws captain america into the scene so you hear just like the sounds like what is that noise and then captain mm. boom just comes in and they just it starts so captain america is doing that okay so after falcon drops off captain america on everybody he swoops up into the top of a building mm. Does like some whatever his you know signature uh, move is. Does like the spinning ball. They're shooting, so he does a spinning ball, deflects the bullets, does a split kick, kicks two guys, <laughs> does a little twist, lands. Another guy's right there with a gun, but he Western style shoots the guy first. He falls over the side of the building onto a truck. He looks over the side, and then we see the witch. The uh, what's her name? Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. She's just floating, <laughs> like she's flying, but she's floating. Mm-hmm. And so she's floating down, and so she lands. We see her skills. She can like crunch people up and throw them to the side. So we're like, dang, this Telekinesis. is Oh, this is going on. And then um, she, I guess, she lifts up Captain America. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Lifts him up and. Shoots him into the building so he can do his thing because he can't fly. So she lifts him up and sends him through a window. Very true. So while he's beating up people, then we see Black Widow on a motorcycle. No helmet. Looking pretty. (laughs) (laughs) No helmet. (laughs) Comes in on a motorcycle. Slides in. I don't believe that. While the motorcycle is sliding, she's running alongside the motorcycle. (laughs) Beats all the men up. Yes, she does. <laughs> gets on top of the uh, the vehicle. How she gets on top of the vehicle, and then she meets her match, which is the guy in crossbones. The, uh, crossbones. He throws her into the vehicle. Throws a grenade in there. At the last minute, she grabs a guy for armor. Boom! Blows herself out of that, and she almost dies. Like it seems like we're they have to remind her that she, you know remind us that she's human and she could die at any moment. So she blows out of that, and she's like, oh. So that's like a thing I see in every <laughs> movie with her. Uh, that she almost dies in the kind of way and she's like in pain because it's kind of showing us that, hey, she can get hurt. She's not like these other people. Sure. But even, you know, even Cap, though, once Cap is inside, we see Cap take lumps, but he is 
he's yeah he's still slightly superhuman right because when he takes when he gets blown out of the building uh and the shield falls and he literally is bouncing off he bounces oh, off the the man. truck and hits the ground yeah. nothing's broken he's just like oh that was inconvenient like that kind of hurt you know, like uh, like the wind knocked out of him that stunt was nasty but he gets up and he's like that was a real stunt dude he's ready to go because that dude falls he tumbles out of the window mm-hmm. then he cuts to him hitting the side of a truck twisting again and then lands on the that's a great stunt yeah and, and, and did they break for, it down in the special features no they didn't but hopefully uh, no one got it's some wire some wire, like, some wire work bad. that yeah. looked real like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wonder if they did some wire work and then kind of sped it up, uh. you know, for for effect. But uh, yeah, well, even even so, even in that same scene when when Falcon drops Cap and he comes in with his shield and ah just nails the dude and then yeah. he and then he's on the ground and he literally kicks the the, the front That's of the right. truck like the side of the truck with his leg and it slides into the other guy. Yeah. That is beautiful, and, and you were just again somebody just slightly superhuman. Their leg strength that would make sense. That if he kicked a vehicle, bam, it's gonna just the transition to somebody awesome. else. And Captain yeah. America also before it transitioned to to which he he jumped, he jumps up on top of the roof of the truck, kicks a guy with both his feet like pow, and then he hits Drop the side kick. of the <laughs> building. Boom! Yeah, he is yeah slinging dudes around again. Regular regular people just don't. Don't stand a chance. Um, even enhanced people, it, it's 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 tough. It's tough to it's tough to get down with the captain. It's crazy. Um, and but, then the entrance. I just kind of going with this. And then the Tony Stark entrance was showing like the memory of his parents. So you know, kind of using technology, and that's his entrance. It's not a you know he's not fighting or anything like that, but it's showing you know technology, and he's talking to MIT. He's kind of becoming a better person. He's giving out money, this, this, and that. So anyhow, the interest, the interests of all these heroes, it's uh, pretty amazing how they did, pulled it off. Well, even with uh, again Vision when he makes his entrance into mm-hmm. the movie, he literally is phasing that's right through a wall <laughs> into Wanda's room, right. Which is appropriate because throughout the whole film, you know, it's it's he and Wanda's relationship mm-hmm. that is that's also blooming and budding, and True. him him trying to understand humanity more, uh, but also at the same time trying to uh, trying to be polite, you know. And, he's, and, he, and you see, he's still making mistakes. Yeah, she's like, Viz, what did I tell you about this? You know, to use the you know the door. Oh, well, the door was open. You know, so you know, so he's still trying to find the etiquette in the right it makes way sense. to do things. He's right, but it's just yeah, the etiquette. Yeah, let us see you coming. You know, um, <laughs> obviously, you know, with 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 the Wakandans, you know, because mm-hmm. even earlier drafts of the script, there was no guarantee that Black Panther would be in the film, but they wanted the Wakandans to be the group that would that would kind of be the the like tilting the the world. To to hold the Avengers accountable for their actions, mm-hmm. so it, it, originally it might have just been you know T'Chaka there uh, speaking out against the what happened in Lagos, but obviously they ended up bringing in Black Panther. So to have that introduction to see T'Challa with his father makes that even more powerful, and him being able to then be on this this quest for revenge. But yeah, as far as man favorite scenes again, the airport scenes when everybody's going to talk about. I mean that 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 is that was a a, a, a fanboy's dream come true seeing that unfold uh seeing spider-man uh do his thing and seeing how seeing the difference of just how how powerful spider-man is so people Mm -hmm. don't understand he's not just quick uh he's not just smart 
Spider-Man is incredibly strong. When mm-hmm. someone like Winter Soldier, who's been punking people the whole movie, literally throws a punch at Spider-Man, he Spider-Man catches his punch, so he's fast enough to do that, and then literally is turning his arm like like, like a paperclip. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, you got a man alarm? That's so cool!" And it's he's not breaking a sweat doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I like, like that sequence. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I don't know if you've been in many fights. There's usually not this much talking. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. They're nailing him. You know, Spider-Man's constant banter and wit and his quips. Right. It, oh, it's beautiful, man. He's nailing it. Um, yeah, man. There's, there's a. So I the, love this movie. Um, the guy playing Spider-Man is Tom Holland, right? Yes, it is. is. I have a theory. He is likable because he sounds like Michael J. Fox and has the same likability. If you close his close your eyes when he's talking to Robert Downey Jr. when he's coming into Aunt B's house, he reminds me of Michael J. Fox. Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox. Interesting. And Michael J. Fox is super likable. Yeah. Uh, but he has that same likability in that oh, that's scene. A, that's a great. That's a great correlation, man. That's a great correlation. Yeah, man. Was... Smaller guy, underdog, charismatic. I wonder if his if his voice acting Even coach, the sound. If, the his, sound. if his dialect coach, yeah. Was trying to maybe like maybe ha- work towards that maybe work towards that that kind of sound because I mean obviously Tom Holland is is uh, is is British yeah so uh, yeah I wonder if his dialect coach tried to talk him up towards that kind of sound I don't know but it reminded me of Michael J. Fox big interesting time. that's that's an interesting touch uh, so scenes I love when Tony and Peter meet the the whole the <laughs> setup the whole setup for that scene yeah where. You know him and Widow, Tony and Widow are parking are are talking, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, clearly we're going to need some backup." And and, she, and he's like, "Where's yours?" You know, downstairs. And she's like, "Where's yours?" And Tony's going to have to say it. it. Just cuts to Queens, and that music hits. I thought you said upstairs. Oh, either way, upstairs. Well, he didn't say no. Tony he didn't, didn't, he didn't say no, upstairs? no, no. Uh, Widow says hers yeah. is like upstairs or downstairs, whatever direction. Oh, okay. And she's like, "Where's yours?" And before he even answers it, boom! It cuts to Queens, okay. and that music plays. And that's like people who like, had seen the trailers and who's probably they they knew. Oh man, we're finally gonna <laughs> see freaking Peter Parker. Ah, yeah, that was. But that whole interaction with those two is played so beautifully, man. Mm-hmm. Their dynamic is wonderful, and that's a big credit to, to RDJ mm-hmm. uh, because they say he's a very giving actor, and um, they even talked about how he that that Tom had forgotten his the his blocking. blocking. Yeah. yeah, and so that this the part where he says, "Okay, I'm gonna sit here now. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna move your leg." That he did it in character and yeah. just made that work. I'm like, oh, it did work, and they kept it in. That's, yeah, that's you wouldn't beautiful. have known it was so natural. But as a pro, <laughs> RDJ is a pro. Yeah, speaking of since you know talking about Brooklyn and everything, it was kind of cool how when him and Captain America going at it, and he's like, "Where you from, kid? Queens, Brooklyn." Then he runs off like, "Oh man, just that that New York New thing." York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Again, there are so many so many threads in this film that are. Mm-hmm. That are tied in, like small things that are tied in throughout, again, from a, a comic book standpoint, but again, from a film standpoint, just these small things that have made these characters progress through. We get we get we get callbacks to, to Ant-Man when 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 Falcon and Ant-Man see each other again. The right. fact that that Falcon even mentions, I, I know a guy. And then when they see each other and Ant-Man's kind of trying to apologize kind of for what happened, hey, look, back at the the, the compound, he's like, won't happen again, Tic Tac. You know, <laughs> he's like, just, just playing it off. Uh, I mean, it's just, it is just 
constant, man. Constant uh, throwbacks. Even, mm-hmm. you know, we think with when Tony and Widow are talking, their relationship going back to Iron Man 2 and how mm-hmm. long they've, they've known each other. Uh, it really does reward you if you've put in the time in to watch the previous films. It's right. constantly rewarding you. It feels like three or four films. I'm like, this thing is still going. But uh, huh? well done, though. Yes, sir. Just real quick, the highway running shots with the heroes running that's crazy I th- I've talked about that before in another episode just that was crazy and then the you talked about Black Panther fighting without the suit that was a good sequence that was a great fight sequence that whole sequence was well done I, I enjoyed the the sequence at the end when they're fighting because again Cap being so tactical the fact that he goes for Iron Man's jet boots ka 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 takes that first one out I'm like that's genius and that just shows I mean Cap's tactical mind because Iron Man goes for Cap's legs. Tell Spider Man's to go for Cap's legs. Cap's yeah. work. Cap works through it. Yeah. Each time, Iron Man goes for his legs. The end. Shoots that little bolo on him. Cap just ching 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 breaks it off like nothing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's right back on Iron Man. Lickety split. Um, and just yeah, he just he's but but he's he's being again non lethal, whereas Iron Man wants to kill. Bucky. Yeah, he's trying to get rid of him. Yeah, and even after even after Iron Man analyzes Cap's fighting style and gets some heavy licks in, Cap is still up in the mix, and just Bucky just grabbing you know Iron Man's leg for one moment. That's like all Cap needs. He picks up Iron Man, almost anticipates he's going to turn on his jet boots, and then uses that momentum to make him slam himself into the ground. <laughs> like I've just I'm like yo, that's that's kind of genius. But and then uses that shield and. Gives you a moment to think that he's going to maybe decapitate him, but it's not his style. Just going to mm, jump right into your, your power source. Gotta love it, man. Yes, sir. Filmmaker tips for you filmmakers. This is the reason why we do this show. Um, if you're working on your own project, you're producing, you're a filmmaker, editor, etc. You know, here are some tips you can take away from this film that can help you with your own projects. Sometimes there's a challenge with uh, with writing, and one of the challenges they had was trying to give that equal balance between Captain America and Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. When you have like two big figures um, in your film, you got to spend time writing and try to figure out what that balance is going to be when you have like two big figures in your in your in your project. Uh, exactly. And when they when they were working on the script and they finally decided to bring Tony in, when they decided they were going to do Civil War, uh, RDJ, like they worked with him for a couple of weeks where they would go meet with him and have some lunch and they'd sit down and kind of work through some uh, plot points and some dialogue and he would he was he would do some improv uh, and they would take feedback, take notes and work that in. But also ultimately what made this really work is that, again, unlike the comics, it didn't just focus on a on a on a philosophical difference. Once they figured that they could use Winter Soldier as that, that, that key plot device, kind of this thing revolving around him and the big reveal at the end of, of him having murdered Stark's parents, that made the airport scene just the end of the second act versus being the, the third act. Okay. Uh, so that gave extra, it made the, the film have more legs because it couldn't just sure. be about a philosophical difference that would have, they said that, that would have bored fans within the first like, 10, 20 minutes or so. True. So they, they had those things going on and they put Tony in such a vulnerable place as we mentioned before. He was, Pepper's not there. Uh, he's feeling guilty about the Ultron thing. Mm-hmm. Again, a, a call back to the first Iron Man. Again, we see on the cover of a magazine real quick that he's an MIT grad. Uh, that's revealed in the first uh, first Iron Man. And so and it says 
on the marquee, hey, you know, MIT alum, Tony Stark. So I like that they did that. And then Alfre Woodard showing up and dropping that truth bomb on him yeah. about her son. That's what like really kind of does it for him, pushes him to that to that that place. You can use misdirection to confuse your audience and for another reveal later in the film. It's like a magic trick. So the part with the the MacGuffin at the very beginning of the film, you get the blue gel packs. And that's what we, you know, they direct us to make like, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, but later on, you know, it is in a way, it is because that's how you're making the super soldiers. But there's more to this story and that's when we find out, you know, there's a huge reveal. But that's a way to kind of get, use a little bit of, use the MacGuffin to... Uh, misdirect your audience at the very beginning so that you can reveal some more information later. Here's my question. I I'm, 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 may have missed this. What did he do with those packs? Uh, those blue packs uh, you see later on when they do the flashback of all the superheroes, the super soldiers, whatever they call them. The su- right, they use them to make those guys. Yeah, they I'm go tripping, intravenously tripping. into, you know. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that he had, uh, that there was some left that they were, that they were retrieved. No, they, they used them to make the elite death squad. Never mind. I knew that already. No worries. Um, I put a uh, great production and visual design can save money so you can focus more on characters and choreography. Uh, again, a prime example of what they did in the opening scene for them to, to, to create Lagos mm-hmm. in Atlanta. That is by and large visual effects yeah. to create the look and the scene, the feel that allowed them to focus in on the amazing stunts we see at the beginning of the film, which mm-hmm. again, that op- it's just wonderful. The, uh, the opening is uh uh, wonderfully choreographed, great action. Uh, Black Widow stunt double. Uh, she is the truth, man. Yeah. She is absolute truth. Yeah, just amazing. Also, guys, kind of ties into to what we were talking about with uh, you know balancing points of view. Uh, to know your characters and emotional beats and vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, for again, Iron Man, it was his his his, his guilt. Yeah. Uh, for Captain America, it was his to a degree his disillusionment as well as his his loyalty to. To Bucky and serialized stories, serialized stories have to recognize what came before, and then they have to grow from that. We're seeing that in this film. Everybody is taking what's happened in previous films, and everybody is in a different place for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Wanda is 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 growing and has been trained. When you you can clearly see she's been trained up, and you see that she's being tested at the beginning, and they're asking her to, to be able to scope out things and, and mm-hmm. being aware and alert, and her still learning how to get the best grasp on her powers. You know, they've clearly been training, you know, like we did in training when she launches Cap up right. and takes out the gas. Yeah. And then, you know, trying to contain that blast. I mean, that's an incredible feat as is, and just couldn't get him in the right position. And, and of course, you know, lies were... Um, were taken, which if she hadn't, lives would have been taken anyway uh, on the ground. But what can yeah, you do? Life of a hero. Yeah, but everybody is is growing from where they left off. You know, mm-hmm. Ant Man literally grows. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one time I tried once in a lab and I passed out. You know, but he's still going for it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good visual. Yeah, vision becoming more human and, and and so on and so forth. But everybody is continuing to move forward. Also, there is a, a technique, and they say you can show vulnerability and availability with an off-angle island eye line mm. shot. So there's a scene with Captain America and Black Widow, and it's right after the funeral, and they're meeting in the chapels, just the two of them. And uh, you have the camera that's low on the ground, like close to the ground, wide angle, looking up at them. It's a wide shot. And then you have 
two shot. Well, mm-hmm. that's the two shot. But then you have a close up of Captain America looking towards Black Widow. And it's a down angle looking up at him. Mm-hmm. And then to the right, it's another shot where it's just uh, Black Widow looking up at her. And she's looking to the left. It's a way to show vulnerability and that they're more open when they're kind of open towards the camera and looking at that way. And intimacy as well. Intimacy, yes. And it, it's kind of funny because uh, the Russo brothers, they explain that if you want to diminish a character, you look down on them. And then in the very next scene, we see Black Panther talking with Black Widow. And we're looking up at him, but we're looking down at Black Widow. Fascinating. Yeah, in the very next scene. Makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay. That's very interesting. And so one other t- tip that I have is uh, find great writers who can find the voices of new characters and existing characters, which mm-hmm. is what Marcus McFeely had to do within this film. Obviously, we have all the returning cast, but also they, they did a great job of this in Infinity War as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Marcus and McFeely worked on, obviously, Winter Soldier and this film, but now they were bringing in other voices, you know, right. to, to capture Robert Downey's voice, to capture Hawkeye's voice, to mm-hmm. capture Vision and Scarlet Witch. Those are all new voices to, to bring in and make sure they captured you know, um, outside of what Joss Whedon had done uh, yeah. with working with these characters or what John Favreau had done, uh, or at this point, even what uh, Shane Black had done in wow. Iron Man 3. Wow. So to take those voices, make them sound the same, uh, but bring their style in as well is amazing. And then to give new voices to, again, a new Spider-Man a character we've seen multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, but to also trust the audience that we don't have to retread Spider-Man's origin story that yeah. by this point everybody knows yeah what happened to uncle ben you know what happened uh <laughs> and then to introduce brand new to the audience black panther t'challa that people have been clamoring for for so long and to do it in such a kick butt fashion yeah and, and give him a voice that that still feels consistent enough with the movie that would that would come after yeah uh that's that's pretty amazing to be able to kind of all right quick handoff you know the baton to ryan coogler so great writers can do that Done very well. Um, action reveals character when done right. And you can, like you were talking about, um, how tactical Captain America is and when he's fighting and what um, Iron Man is thinking about when he's fighting or Scarlett Johansson and how she handles her business when she's fighting. Raw, gritty, straight to it. And it tells you something about these people. Or when uh, when they were fighting in the airport and uh, who's our, his name? Is it Hawkeye? Mm-hmm. Is fighting Scarlet in um, Black Widow, and oh, girls like you're she throw a Black Witch. Is her name Black Witch? Am I throwing uh, Scarlet Witch? Uh, Scarlet Witch. Too many Black weird. Witch. Black Witch. Scarlet Widow. <laughs> right. She throws Black Widow against the uh, building, and then she was basically like, "You're pulling your punches." So, like you know, you you know that they're friends, so they're not trying to kill each other, but they are kind of letting it on that hey, we are fighting. You are yeah. we still friends? Depends on how hard you hit me. me. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you do it right, it tells a little bit about, um, and I think they've done that right, you know, with yeah. the action, tell something about the characters. Like you're saying, Spider-Man is super strong. He can just kill everybody if he was evil, you know. But Seriously. He- <laughs> I've, I've often thought that. It's like, man, if he were a bad guy, yeah. people would be in trouble. <laughs> Again, that webbing, rip your face off Damn. or just suffocate you. If, you. if you get webbed, if your mouth and nose are webbed, you're, you're going done. to suffocate. Yeah. Because that webbing takes hours to dissolve, and you can't hold your breath that long. That's terrible. Yeah. Use Bic 
text to show the geographic location. So that's mm-hmm. undeniable. Yeah. That's one thing I did like about it. Before I listened to the commentary, just like the big text. Okay, this is where we're at. My brain's like, okay, this is where we're at. Instead of looking down at the bottom of the screen, like, what, what is it? Palette cleanser. Yeah, so that was cool. So don't be afraid to use big text. Takes up the whole screen. Yeah, they work as great like chapter markers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you're going to a different scene, a different setting. Um, also, modifying core material and making it work for a different audience is key. Uh, as I mentioned before, the political argument gets surpassed by uh, Bucky being in the midst of this film. It's not just Captain America and Iron Man's philosophical disagreement about the Sokovia Accords. If this movie was just about that, it would it could get boring potentially pretty pretty quick. We've seen these guys have ideological differences. Yeah, I think that uh, we've seen that movie before. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they took that core material and then modified it and then the fact they made it partially about collateral damage in the actual civil war comic book it's a small group of other heroes Mm -hmm. who for the sake of fame chase some villains who are out of their league and one villain ends up exploding in front of a elementary school killing a whole bunch of kids and killing those heroes and that causes backlash in the superhero community which could have made it for an interesting film as well but again this the way they layer this just it just works Use outside characters not tied to stakes uh, in, the, in, in a film to allow for humor. Mm-hmm. Iron Man and Captain America, as, as deep as they are within this whole thing and, and dealing with, with these life or death situations, you have the two outside characters in Spider-Man and Ant-Man, who mm-hmm. are the rookies. Right. You have them coming in, and they're cracking the jokes and, and stealing the scenes uh, during the airport scene. They have nothing to lose. Yeah, like- and it... And it, and it it's appropriate. It, may, it works for them to be the ones doing that because mm-hmm. they've just arrived on the scene and uh, they're trying to make it. They're trying to impress Captain yeah. America and Iron Man, respectively. And these people, are, the other ones, are like fighting like they serious, mm-hmm. but <laughs> they have no idea why they've been called here. Yeah, getting challenged in the creative process is beneficial because um, it really makes you figure out what you really need. Um, uh. Yeah, they. With, with both sets, the writers and the producers, they again they collaborate quite a bit. Right. Um, they'll collaborate with 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 Kevin Feige, um, sometimes with directors uh, in the MCU, depending on you know what what they're they're working towards. And at times they'll they'll get pushback on things that they're trying to do. Uh, mm-hmm. They they got pushback on 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 having Ant Man become Giant Man. Uh, yeah. At one point it was out; it was going to be out and not used. But then putting it back in made it a great way to kind of definitively shift the tide of the battle and, and help bring an end to it. You know, him going big is one part of the climax and then him shrinking back down kind of leads towards the, the, the wrapping up of the, mm-hmm. of the big fight. So, um, yeah, but yeah, getting that can help you figure out what do you really need within the film, getting some, some pushback. And then lastly, I have uh, allow audience to find symptoms, but for you to find the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So they used, um, multiple, uh, screenings with test audiences in oh, the yeah, film. Yeah. Uh, to to uh, get their input. Now they said, you no. Know, if you if you if you're making a film and making changes directly from customer feedback or or, or audience member feedback, that might destroy your film. <laughs> but you can get enough people saying something where it can cause you to begin to look at your film and diagnose something. Right. So let them find symptoms, but you ultimately have to diagnose this as the as the filmmaker. And there you have it, filmmakers and producers. This was a good film. Yes. There was a lot going on. I forgot how long this was. And 
I hadn't. It, 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 it kind of it kind of flows for me, honestly. I, I there's not like many any I don't know like dead spots. Maybe, maybe the funeral with Peggy, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Peggy Carter, which again, I mean, total tie into her her TV True. show she had, and yeah, man, this thing just ties into like everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the pacing for me is is it's it's good. Like there's action every couple of moments, mm-hmm. and good action too. That's what I said. This film, I can just action sequences. I don't even need to know the story. Just <laughs> take the story out. Let's just see them fight. Chalo. Get it resolved. Yeah. The Russo brothers. So, out of all the Marvel films, which ones have they done? Captain America Civil oh, Excuse me. Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier. Captain America Civil War. Avengers Infinity War. Avengers Endgame. They should just direct all of them. Like, anytime there's a... Outside of the Guardians of the Galaxy. But just, like, anytime there's a Marvel film, like, they should just direct it. You know what? I would... So, keep in mind, they came from the background of doing this TV show Community, mm-hmm. which is a comedy, and Arrested Development, which is a comedy. Those two shows are hilarious. So, their background was in comedy. But, like, they've when been I listen- doing, you know, these movies with... Uh, so, like, the background... Retreat. So, that's, like, the work that they were able to find. But it was, like, when you listen to them talk... They're like straight up film action nerds, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'm seeing like callbacks to other films, and when I see like some of the real choreography, I was like, they're like putting special attention on some of these sequences, and they Whereas, love chase scenes too. Yeah. So I'm like, they they're pretty good at the action stuff. So again, I, I could man, I would be fascinated to see them do a Guardians film actually. To 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 they go leave into, the Guardians alone. To go into space. I'm I'm just saying. I think it would be fascinating simply because one of the sensibility uh two how they handled the guardians in infinity war mm-hmm. they again again that's also credit to marcus and mcfeely again mm-hmm. taking the voice of the guardians and that's still coming through you know drax was still nailing one-liners mm-hmm. uh in, in in guardians and yeah they still it still had the still had the humor star lord and they all came across as the guardians now they may have consulted some maybe with james gunn but yeah, they all felt like the Guardians. Now, here's one other thing I'll mm-hmm. mention. I almost wanted to give Star-Lord... Spoilers for Avengers Infinity War if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I almost wanted to give Star-Lord a little bit of a pass after seeing Tony's emotional reaction to finding out about his how his parents passed away mm-hmm. and they wanted to just go after Winter Soldier. But I said, no, I, I'd still hold Star-Lord accountable for his emotional yeah. reaction when they were fighting Because this is why. Tony Stark just saw a freaking video of it. But his parents have been dead for a long time. I know, but he just Star-Lord like... just lost Gamora. He finds out in that moment that she's dead. Yeah. And he knows the guy that did it. Yeah. So it's quite fresh. Yeah, it is fresh. I don't know. But he does. He does. There's absolutely something about seeing it. surveillance footage of someone being murdered. That Yeah, that would be terrible. It, like changes everything. Yeah. But just finding out that, you know, you're, you're, the woman that you love has been killed. Uh, after, after, mm. after you had promised to kill her yeah. and pulled the trigger and then had her had your your blast turn to bubbles and then her disappear. Yeah. That's that's pretty intense. That's that, that's that's gonna that's gonna mess with your head. Then to find that she actually is Maybe because he plays going. around so much that it's um he plays around so much that mm-hmm. it's kinda hard to take him serious sometimes. Sure. He so, was very serious though in that he was. <laughs> hitting him in the face with a good, but I'm like, this is the worst time. possible time, man. <laughs> but that, you know, but the, that's that's that a, goes that's with a his character. So. Yeah, it makes you say, "Come on!" But it it worked for it made for great conflict and, for them to get that close. And, and out of all the characters out. that would do something like that, he's the one to do it. So yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it really does work out. Uh, it makes for great, great conflict because they get so close to getting that thing off of his hand. I mean, Spidey's like, almost got it, almost got it. And he just uh, snaps out. Mm, ah, <laughs> get off me. And then I like the, like when Thor comes in, it's like, oh yeah. It's like, oh, it's over. It's a wrap. You should have aimed for the head. Yeah, but I, th- I think it would be fascinating to see the Russos, if not with the Guardians, maybe with the uh, the other group from Guardians to the the Ravengers, Stallone's group that he was leading. Hmm. Either way, they would do a great job. Uh, <laughs> James Gunn is back on board. Guardians, oh, wrap yeah. that up. But yeah, I just you know I appreciate their their um, their action sequences. Uh, James Gunn, he usually writes it. He writes and directs it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's different. Can't touch with that. Can't, can't mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Second Guardians is just okay for me, man. I don't, I don't, yeah. uh, the first Guardians, I love the first Guardians. That was a good Second one. Guardians, Second Guardians is just okay for me, man. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to love it. And I thought, I just ended up, I, I like it. Yeah. And yeah, I like it. it, it mm, yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, the fact that they split them all up doesn't really work for me. I wanted to see them together. I think I think the splitting up diminished some of it. Yeah, I like the, I like the first one. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, once you got a hit like that, it's hard to. You're just going to get some money. That's that's how I look at these Marvel movies. They're just going to get some money. But they're trying to make the characters grow and and, and change and and these, they they do grow. I mean, we get you know the origin of of Star Lord. Some people love the Second Guardians. Yeah, it just didn't uh, didn't hit for me, man. Didn't quite hit. Too much going on, man. It's too many superhero movies. <laughs> as long as it's quality, then they can they yeah. can do what they need they to can do. do it. That, and it's fun, it's funny because Russo said, uh, "What did he say? Is this like a long TV show? Or was it the Russo said or the writers? I don't remember who it was that said." Yeah, that. they were asking that question. Is it a long TV show? Is this just? I feel like it is. Um, but they say the t- tonally, they say when you watch the TV show, it's going to have a certain tone that exists throughout. When these films have different tones that come about, Ant-Man is a heist movie. Captain America Winter Soldier is a political thriller. This one here is like is partially like a, a psychological. This one is a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. You think you know what's going on until you get to the very end and you realize, holy smokes, this was all a ruse by a pretty brilliant set up by a villain who I think if you if you had like say if it's say all of Iron Man stuff all his movies that could be a TV series if you had all the Captain stuff that could be a series especially Spider-Man all the Spider-Man stuff like that has its own fun playful tone uh, throughout even if the stuff is serious that they're talking about but it's uh, each one of those guys have their own tone to it you know Black Panther for sure yeah it's it's definitely serialized Definitely serialized to a degree. They're just long TV shows, <laughs> but at least they're it's like long they, story. they end up. You know, they they end again. They capture the magic of the of of, of the comic books of mm-hmm. having these characters constantly interacting with one another, making it work. I mean, this was this movie was the test ground for Infinity War for the Russos. Really. I mean, oh, for them to kind of just to yeah to go next to level with the number of yeah with the number of characters that they were going to be using and having on screen. How do you balance that screen time? Yeah, this was the the test ground for like going on, how do we go next level? Avengers like question mark. 
Smash. Yeah, man. <laughs> like and, an Avengers film. Cause they, yeah, and they, and they did it, man. I, I, again, they what they are achieving is cinematic. If history. I was like into the comic books heavy, I would never want this to end. <laughs> you know, like for yeah. real, like I could do another ten years, like straight up, like. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm knowing that they can do this. Yeah, you know, that they can accomplish this. They could, they could wrap it. And a new, they won't, I don't think they're gonna call it phase. Whatever, whatever comes next, I'm like, I'm, I'm down. So they can, they could, for me, they can close it out. I just want it to be satisfying though how they do it, as long as it's a good ending. And then, gosh, what they can do next? There's still, there's so many characters. Marvel has that's over eight thousand characters to oh, pull from. That's what I mean. Like, there's thousands of comics. Oh, they're gonna, they're, they're, they're never gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, they're never gonna stop. Because, okay. because again, here's the other thing I, I didn't mention in every movie. The characters' costumes change. True. In every movie, the costume changes. There's always a slight I, I really enjoy Iron Man's change to his suit every time. Especially yeah. in Infinity War, where oh. it's like the ma- micro, macro, the what is it? Ni- nanotech. Nanotech. The Mark 50. That suit is beautiful. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to own a couple of expensive figures of that suit eventually because that is lovely, dude. Uh, I dig the I, I dig the Iron Spider uh, the, the variation yeah. of the Iron Spider mm-hmm. again in the comics it's got a uh, in Civil War in the comics it's got a, a different connotation different look it's 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 truly like red and gold in the comic books mm. uh, its original look and it was actually called the Iron it was called the Iron Spider in that and in that in that series Spider Man actually reveals his his identity to the whole world he registers wow. and reveals that he's Peter Parker the whole world anyway but. They change those costumes not just for aesthetics; it's for again, toys and merchandising. Got a point. You change the look of the character. That's Marvel another reason to knows buy how another to get toy. this money. So is that why I like the Black Panther? Like he has the purple suit now that with the necklace. Yeah, man. If you look at Marvel Legends figures, mm-hmm. for every movie, there's there's that iteration of that costume. Not just Marvel Legends, the Hot Toys, which are the, like the the twelve inch lifelike looking figures. They got a they they do the they do it to the T man. We're talking like insane details, accessories, whatever, statues, mm-hmm. whatever you want, whatever it is. Video games, you know, a costume you might download and buy. Again, Marvel Future Fight has all the iterations of all the costumes that you can and you can purchase either through coins or through or through real money. You want to experience it? Bam! We're gonna make a way for you to access it. Merchandising, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, show business. <laughs> well, that concludes our show today. Next show, we are going to be covering New Jack City. Yes, indeed. Going to the gutter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can catch us where? On Facebook.com forward slash Filmmaker Commentary. Also, please like and subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can follow Reginald Titus on Twitter at Reggie. Titus, as well as on Instagram at Reginald Titus Jr. That's J-R. Uh, you can also find me at both Twitter and Instagram simply at KCGSmith32. If you have any uh, thoughts on any films we haven't covered before that have commentary, please feel free to uh, leave a suggestion. You can also find us on Instagram simply at Filmmaker Commentary. And until next time, peace. Bye.